Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com It's May 13th, 1917. And another remarkable event is about to be uncovered by Aria, Rebecca, and Ali, the Retrospectors. The Three Secrets of Fatima may sound like a posh lingerie brand, but in fact it's the most recent major apparition to be officially confirmed by the Vatican when the Virgin Mary appeared on this day in 1917 to three Portuguese shepherd children near the town of Fatima with some pretty non-great tidings. And this wasn't even the first time that they had seen an apparition. All three children were supposedly very devout, and they believed that they had seen an apparition of an angel three times the previous year, but they hadn't told anyone about it. Just as well, because if I was their parents and I'd heard the details of the apparition they had seen, <laughs> an angel of Portugal holding a chalice that slowly filled with blood, I would not be letting those three shepherd children anywhere near my sheep <laughs> by themselves <laughs> ever again. Well, it's funny that you should say that because when this visitation with the Virgin Mary came out, and it was because Jacinta, who was the youngest, told her family about it. And then the story quickly spread first through the village and then ended up actually making it into the papers quite quickly. Lucia's mother was absolutely furious furious with her which was really sad because Lucia had previously been her favorite child because as soon as she could talk she was extremely passionate about the family's Catholic faith you know she made up little hymns to herself and she would narrate stories of the Bible and she'd actually successfully lobbied to have her first communion age six rather than the customary age which was 10 and she actually claimed that as she prayed at the altar afterwards the Virgin Mary statue had smiled at her and so when this story came out that they had seen the Virgin Mary Her mother subjected her to scorn and beatings. She was furious because she thought that her daughter, who was obviously very creative and imaginative, was engaging in these blasphemous lies for attention. And the Virgin Mary had supposedly told the children to come back on the 13th of the next month. And her mother didn't want her to go. And it was an intervention from the local priest, Father Ferreira, that caused her to allow them to go back for the next visit. And this is the astonishing thing that they then did over a six month period continue to go to this same spot and continue to either claim or actually have these visitations from the Virgin Mary. And each time it happened, more and more people believed them and came along with them to experience what they were seeing. I mean, it's an interesting moment in history, isn't it? Because we've talked about Marian apparitions on the show before. For example, in our episode, The Miracle in the Ashes, which was about Our Lady of Kazan, which is a painting of Mary rescued from a fire. But that happened supposedly in 1579. Olden times, right? Easy to be sceptical about. But this is 1917. This is 20th century. It's only 100 years ago. It's the age of modernism, albeit probably not in rural Portugal for shepherd children. <laughs> and I wonder whether it's sort of just like this was the last time it was possible in Europe for something like this to happen because it could happen in a way that was documented with the odd photograph, but not with video cameras. And also... What's happening politically? Obviously, we're, Europe is in the midst of World War One, which Portugal has just got dragged into. And this local priest that you mentioned, he encouraged them to talk about this apparition rather than suppressing their story. But that was to his advantage, wasn't it? Because politics is getting increasingly secular. He's in charge of a very Catholic village. And he's being asked by his parishioners, 
why are all these people dying in the war? Why is this terrible thing happening? Why is God punishing us? And, oh, here's an answer. Mary has spoken mm. to the innocent village children. Yeah, so Mary gave the children three, well, they're called secrets, but they're kind of prophecies, really. Two of which uh, were revealed in 1941 when Lucia dos Santos uh, was by then a Carmelite nun and she wrote her memoirs. And the first of these was a vision of hell that was full of lakes of fire and screaming souls in torment and fairly traditional, really. <laughs> traditional, <laughs> yeah, terrifying glimpse you know. <laughs> into the everlasting torture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the second one was, uh, well, a different kind of hell, I suppose. That was a vision of World War I coming to an end, which obviously did a little more than a year after the children first saw their apparition. And the prophetic part of that vision was that another great war would come if the people of Russia weren't converted to Catholicism. They obviously weren't, and World War II began. The third secret was deemed to be so explosive that only the Pope was allowed to know what the secret was. Um, and Pope after Pope was handed an envelope with this secret in it. Um, and it was said to be so disturbing, and therefore people thought it must be about the end of the world, that the public were not to know what this secret was. And of course, that made speculation reach absolute fever pitch. And in 1981, a defrocked Australian monk called Larry Downey hijacked a plane and said he wouldn't give up the aeroplane until the Vatican released the secret. Yeah, instead what he got was French special forces storming the plane as it stopped to refuel in Calais, and he was sentenced to five years in prison. And of course, the secret was not revealed for him. It wouldn't be opened and divulged until the year 2000 by the same Pope, by John Paul II. And it contained, I mean, it was disappointing after all the speculation, no offence to the Virgin Mary, but it was... <laughs> this was the year was, the Gladiator was released, as we've said. Yeah, we were all on. very busy. There was a lot <laughs> of entertainment available. I mean, the vision was certainly apocalyptic in nature. It had the Pope and clergy and lay people ascending a steep mountain, being killed by bullets and arrows, angels sprinkling the blood of the martyrs. So it was apocalyptic. It's just that it was disappointingly difficult to map onto real-world events. Mm. Some people saw it as a reference to the attempted assassination of John Paul II in 1981. Including him. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, if I were John Paul II, I yes. would definitely read and it you, that way. And you and but, only you in the whole world had read an envelope saying that someone yeah. dressed in white <laughs> might die soon and that attempted assassination is worth some this is spooky like whether you believe yeah. or disbelieve any of this it is spooky that the date that there was that attempted assassination on john paul ii was may the 13th this day and john paul ii later sent the bullet that almost killed him to fatima where it's placed in the crown of the original image of our lady of fatima which equally spookily fits fairly perfectly into the only empty space left available when the crown was made 40 and years earlier. That, I mean, that is quite good. The thing is, I think the disappointment was more about the fact that a prophecy that at the time was about something that was going to happen in the future, but by the time it's opened has already mm. happened, is inherently mm. quite disappointing con compared mm. to a prophecy set in our future. And yet that's the only way to ever verify that a prophecy was right, isn't it? I mean, well, that should be the best true. kind of prophecy to open, wasn't it? Oh my God, they well, got it absolutely right. Some people still think that this wasn't the real secret because Lucia was still alive at this point, but she was elderly and she belonged to an order that strongly discouraged any kind of intercourse with outsiders. So she probably would not have come out and said if it wasn't exactly the same as the secret she had originally written down in 1943. But the point is, she was accepted by the Catholic establishment by this point, wasn't she? She was 97 when she died in 2005. She had this personal relationship with the Pope. There was a day of national mourning in Portugal. Canvassing in the general election in Portugal was suspended on the day she died. We should say, actually, shouldn't we, that her cousins that saw the apparitions with her but didn't hear them did die 
in childhood, which was also supposedly prophesied by the Virgin Mary. But the point is, the Catholic Church were quite suspicious of this whole thing for a long time. It wasn't until mm. 1930 that an official investigation and declared the Fatima apparitions worthy of belief. And I think partly yes. that's because two of the children were dead. One of them wasn't changing her story and was a nun. So they were, in effect, all preserved in innocence. There wasn't going to be a problem where in adulthood they turn into embarrassing public figures who then shouldn't be the sort of people that the Virgin Mary should appear to. There's this slight tension within the church of people who slightly want to downplay it, including Ratzinger, later Pope Benedict XVI. And he wrote, Insofar as individual events are described, they belong to the past. Those who expect exciting apocalyptic revelations about the end of the world or the future course of history are bound to be disappointed. Fatima does not satisfy our curiosity in this way, just as Christian faith in general cannot be reduced to an object of mere curiosity. So there was a sort of attempt to put some of this to bed and just go, okay, it, it is real, but it's in the past now. We, we're not waiting for more revelations. There's no more Fatima to come. Yeah, because they couldn't ignore it, could they? Because of the climax of the event, if you like, as it happened at this point in 1917, which was the so-called miracle of the sun. There were six apparitions from May to October, and it culminated in this sort of festival, basically, mm. which attracted <laughs> 70,000 people to come and see the apparition that had been predicted. And the witnesses weren't all Catholic pilgrims either. It included reporters for nationwide secular newspapers and even sceptics who had come along to see the miracle not happen, if you like. And so, <sighs> on the one hand, we have witness testimony, not just from believers, that the sun did weird things, that it seemed to change colours, that it seemed to spin and rotate and plunge towards the earth. However, it was 1917, and you'd think there were enough cameras around that if that had happened, there would be photos of it. Well, there are photos of the crowds watching it, right? Including the children. Yeah, exactly. Mm. But not like, of the sun dancing. Turn the camera <laughs> up, point yeah. it upwards. Yeah. So modern sceptics have suggested that what actually happened was either mass hysteria from so many people having all the tension of waiting for something to happen, uh, the optical effects of staring at the sun for a long time, mm. which I think yes. is pretty plausible. And also, um, some have pointed out, and this is should, it's probably obvious to many of you listening, but there is only one sun. So if this had happened, surely every Everybody on the whole earth would have seen it. Yeah, you don't have to go to a particular spot to, <laughs> to no. check out what the sun's up to. I mean, of course, we can do our own control experiment today, can't we, retrospectors? I strongly recommend if you're listening to this, unplug your headphones now and stare at the sun for 10 minutes and see if it starts dancing. <laughs> <laughs> if it does, it's a miracle and I prophesied it. <laughs> this episode brought to you by emergency eye surgery. <laughs> Next time... <laughs> they, were t they were teenagers. They had only just met each other. I don't think the physical attraction was there. Love the show? Support the show. Patreon.com slash Retrospectors. Part of the ACAST Creator Network.